Are you feeling the back-to-school jitters? <laughs> well, you're not alone. Join me in this insightful episode of the Latino Business Report with psychotherapist Laura Ramirez, who shares invaluable tips to help both students and parents cope with the stress and anxiety that often comes with the start of a new school year. Welcome to the Latino Business Report. This podcast covers business, people, and issues of the day from a Latino perspective. The Latino Business Report is brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. TAMAC is the leading Hispanic business organization in Texas since 1975. Now for your host, J.R. Gonzalez. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about a subject not all of us like, and that's back to school. The summer is almost over. The kiddos are going back to school. And as parents, you have to get those kids to school, deal with heavier traffic, deal with school supplies, deal with shopping, deal with the events. Ah, stressful. And to talk about that stress, we have our favorite psychotherapist, Laura Ramirez from Houston, Texas. Laura, how are you doing today? I am doing fabulous. How are you doing, JR? I am doing great, Laura. In fact, if I was any better, I'd be two people. But I'm bum. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to put you on retainer. This is, you've been on the show multiple times. And if you have not heard one of Laura's episodes, she's really done a great job. We talked about one, stress during the holidays. What are some of the other shows we've done? Dealing with difficult families during the family members during the holidays. I think one was an anxiety and depression. Uh, yeah, some good topics. Yeah. We've had a few good topics. Yeah. Well, speaking of anxiety, back to school. I know back to school happens to be a very busy time for a lot of people. In fact, mm -hmm. we just did a webinar on back to school dealing with um, the traffic. Uh, we interviewed a friend of mine from the uh, Texas Department of Transportation talking about all the fatalities on the streets and how people need to get in routines, need to breathe, reduce their road rage, make sure that they recognize that going back to school can be very stressful, and that's what we're going to talk about today is some of the stress points or some of the things that do make a person stressful when it comes to back to school. So, Laura, today let's talk about some of those stress points that people go through when it's back to school time. Well, I'm glad you asked because those three words, back to school, you know, they can cause a lot of comfort to parents because they're ready for the kids to go back to school. And they can cause a lot of anxiety for the parents because the kids are going back to school. And also, you know, just thinking about going back to school causes a lot of mental stressors on the kids as well. So I came up with four of the most common mental issues, stressors that um, are synonymous with back to school. So let's start talking about those. And not only am I going to give you the top four, but also some solutions on how we can get those remedied as they cool. go back so, to school. So you get the problem and the solution. Yes. You want them in that order? We can do problem you, and solution. Okay. Be, okay. Can't, can't beat that. <laughs> For a free podcast, why not? I okay, know, right? Go. Although I did hear something about a retainer, so, okay. you know. Now, you, you, and, and as a psychotherapist, you usually charge for this, so to the listen, <laughs> so listen audience, you guys are getting some good stuff here for free, so. Uh, exactly. Although, uh, you're sponsored by Tito's, right? So. We'll talk later. We'll, <laughs> right. We, we, we have, Stay focused, uh, focused. <laughs> we have a new sponsor coming on board, and I believe that's going to be uh, 1824 Tequila, so we will Ooh. talk. Okay, and for our listener, in fact, we're about to, we'll be doing a show very soon around 
tequila. So that's another episode. We'll save that. Um, let's go ahead and get started. Okay. So the number one uh, back to school stressor is of course going to be anxiety. Um, there's a lot of anxiety. Anxiety is fear of the future of not having control over what will take place in the future. So that causes some nervousness in going back to school because no one knows what the future brings, right? And starting that new school year can bring about that anxiety or that nervousness that some people, you know, term it that way. So if you think about it, it's not just for kids that are going back to school. The adults, the parents, they're nervous. They don't know, you know, what's going to happen with their their kids as they go back to school. Who's going to be their teacher? What kind of friends are they going to have around? So it causes a lot of... What is that carpool anxiety. schedule going to look like? Exactly. What is the traffic going to be like? You just mentioned traffic, that uh, webinar that you all hosted yesterday on back to school. Traffic alone causes anxiety. And as you know, as soon as school starts, that traffic picks up again. It's probably been great the past couple of months, but it's getting ready to get, you know, get a little stressful out there. And I hate to bring, uh I, I hate to bring it up, but I think it's necessary along with back to school. And it's unfortunate that I could see where parents would probably be stressing or have a little anxiety about it. Because of all the school shootings we've had across the country. I mean, that before that was like a rare, horrific thing. Now, unfortunately, it seems like to be more common and common. So I can only imagine that in itself weighs heavily on a lot of on a lot of parents sending their kids back to school or to school for the first time. Exactly. Safety is, you know, uh, on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's it's a basic basic necessity for anyone to be able to even get to the point where they're able to learn anything. So safety is definitely of utmost important. And it wasn't even on my list. So you mentioned it. So yes, anxiety, nervousness about the uncertainty of what's to come, right? So the only thing we can do is just move forward. Uh, You can't live in fear, of course. So moving forward, some of those things, some of those things that are causing anxiety, nervousness, uh, fear of what ifs, uh, what if nobody likes me? What if uh, my child hangs around with the wrong crowd? What ifs? The point in that or a remedy for that is changing those negatives of what we call in psychotherapy negative cognitions, taking those and turning them around into positive cognitions, positive thoughts. So one way to do that, one simple and easy way to do that is first of all, as you mentioned before, breathe. We have to be able to breathe. Breath is life. The second thing and something very important that a lot of people discount is the positive affirmations or the daily positive affirmations. Start doing those with your kids. Not only will they change your mindset, uh, you can have a mind shift to the positive, but it'll also help your kids get into that positive mindset. So anything that they're struggling with, like, uh, am I going to have friends? Have them turn it around to, I am a likable person. I have a lot of friends. I have uh, great relationships with people. I have positive relationships. Um, I have a great teacher. It's kind of like putting it out into the universe what you want to get back. So put out what you want back. Don't put out what you don't want to get back. So just those daily positive affirmations. So the positive, so putting positive vibes out into the universe returns good things. Is that scientific? I mean, is that like legit? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's something called the Schumann Resonance Scale. That's the vibration of the Earth. 
uh, in low times in Earth's, this is a whole scientific part. You should have asked me this because I, I do have some background in okay, this. Okay, well, well, I just uh, want to make sure. I know sure you don't want to know about it, but yes, it's scientific. If you're going to ask me, yes, it's scientific. I'm, the Schumann resonance scale asking. can measure that. Yeah. So, yes, it's scientific. Okay. Uh, the vibration of the Earth is determined by the energies of the people that are living on Earth. So, put out positivity. Something good. Right. Something positive. I have another scientific question for you. Okay. You said breathe. Breathe is breathe is life. Breathe is living. Okay, okay. I, I'm not a yeah. I, I'm not a scientist, but that seems pretty basic. I understand that. But when you say breathing, when you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling a little nervousness or uncertainty. What do you have any breathing exercises you can recommend for people besides just? Well, Laura says breathe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, we do that all the time. But is there a technique or a way you yes. can maybe reduce anxiety? And if so, what is it? There are many uh, different techniques. One of the ones that I usually give to my clients is called the 446. So you breathe in for four counts, you hold it at the top for four counts, and then you take a deep breath out for six counts. It does two things. So as you're busy counting your breaths in, holding your breath at the top for four seconds and then letting it out for six, what it does is it takes your focus off of the issue that you're that's causing you the stress or the anxiety. The counting does something to your mind. It shifts it from the focus of the anxiety thought and shifts it to the breathing. So you can't do two things at one time. You can't hold yeah. two different thoughts in your mind at the same time. So it helps alleviate that. In addition to that, you're breathing. Okay. So as you're counting, you're counting to kind of, you're focused in on the counting so you can breathe yes. again. Exactly. Uh, okay, let's let's do that together. Do it with me here, okay? okay. Would you say so I'm, I'll count that? for you. I'll count for okay. you. You breathe. So, okay, so what do I do? I breathe in you're for gonna four. Breathe, okay, you're going to breathe in. It's called 446. Four, so, you're four, going to breathe six. in for four counts. Hold you're on. Gonna hold, hold on. Let me write that down so I can remember. Four. Okay. Four. Four. four six. Six. So, okay. you're going to breathe in for four counts. You're going to hold your breath at the top for four counts. And then you're going to de- take, exhale all of that. On a six count, okay. So I'm gonna. So count you, you want me to you want me to exhale more air than I brought in because I'm bringing in four, and you want me to exhale six. Yes, you're gonna exhale six because the goal is for you to completely empty out your lungs so that you can be ready for the next one. That's deep breathing. So in essence, what I'm showing you is not just to breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. You're doing an exercise and a deep breathing method. Okay. Let's okay? do this a few times and see if it helps because I'm having anxiety already with this show. All right. Demo, okay, ready. ready? All right, ready. I'm gonna. You're gonna go on my count. So take a deep breath in. Two, three, four. Hold it at the top. Two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Let's do it again. Jr. Inhale. Two, three, four. Hold it at the top. Two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three four, five, six. So what we did right there is we did it. We did, we did it twice. How do you feel? I feel good. I mean, it, I, I, it, it, hard to describe. I feel a little bit better. I did focus in on the counting and I'm going, okay, I'm breathing. And it just kind of, uh, it was nice to have my lungs filled with air. And then definitely that six count, it, it emptied them. And right. so it just kind of like, okay, I need to breathe again. But it did kind of, you, you were talking or saying something in the background, or you're counting. I'm sorry, you were counting, and I was more focused on my breathing because I was counting in my head, going, "I don't know if I trust this woman. She may not let me breathe again." You don't trust me, Jr. What? Well, it's not that I don't trust you. I just want verification or a second opinion. <laughs> 
No, but uh, no, it was good. So if, if a, and a person can do that anytime, they can do it driving, they can do it anytime. Any, it's great any for time, road place. rage. Yes, it is great for that. You're in traffic, you're trying to get somewhere, somebody cuts you off, breathe. Do the 446 so breathing. So when people say, just, just breathe, just breathe, I mean, 446. Four, four, six. It's simple. Four, four, six. Okay. And it's we just on it. your account. Um, the <laughs> other thing, if that's, you know, that, of course, it took some time for you to think about four, four, six. What am I going to do? Another thing you can do, and this is great to show your kids at whatever age, is we were just talking about positive affirmations, right? Okay. Like, stop. Stop. So, so, mm-hmm. so this breathing exercise will work on kids as well. Oh, it does. It's perfect. But okay. just like you, you had to, you wrote it down because you're like, okay, four. I had to explain all that to you. So something a little simpler is just simply breathing in uh, a positive word. Like we were talking about positive affirmations. So like breathe in love. That's what you want inside of you, right? Love. And you're going to exhale fear. So that's a good way to see it. And it's a good way for kids to start to to really notice those positive words. So whoa, whoa, you, whoa, wait a minute. Wait, you breathe in love. I mean, do you, you say, say the, the word, word love? love? Yeah, you, you breathe in love or you think the word as you're breathing in because you can't talk and breathe in at the same time. So in your mind, you're going to focus your mind on a positive word, which is love or um, What's another positive word? Okay. Uh, how, do, how do you how do you, how do you say the word and breathe in? No, I just said out. you're gonna think it, Jr. You're not gonna say you're not gonna go love and choke yourself while you're. No, you're just gonna okay. think about okay. the word love. You're gonna breathe in the word love. It's like the energies that we were just talking about right now. So you're gonna breathe in the word love. You're skeptical, Jr. Let it no, go. I'm, not, I'm just saying love is so subjective. What if I were to breathe in like pizza? Oh, whatever you and, like, and, and and exhale cauliflower. Okay, that I can deal with. That's it's perfect too. You can okay. you can breathe in tacos if you want, and you can exhale uh, what protein shakes. I don't know, okay. but yeah, whatever whatever is positive for you, whatever you enjoy, you breathe in that positivity. That, is what I'm that, saying, and that and that works. I mean, there's scientific yes. data to back that up. Yes, because you're breathing okay. in a positive <laughs> energy. So anything positive, breathe it in. Anything that you don't want, exhale it out. You expel it. You exhale it. But doesn't so, that doesn't that negative thing that you exhale does that not put it out in the universe and cause some movement in the force or, or is it okay? Um, I'll have to get back with you once I do my Star okay. Wars research with that. All right, yeah. all right, get back with it. Okay, so breathing. So bottom line: reduce anxiety. Remember to breathe. This works for adults. This works for children. Four, four, six. Breathe in love. Breathe out. Breathe out whatever fear. Whatever Yeah, fear. whatever's negative. And okay. again, daily affirmations, positive affirmations. Start speaking things out that are that are what you want, what you want to get back. Put it out into the universe. Okay. All right. Number two. So number two, what oh. do we got? Number two is the the mental stress of po- uh, potential bullying in at school. You know, okay. that happens. Or, or on podcasts like you've been doing to me here lately. Just, I feel you've been bullying me today, Laura. I mean, God, I'm not feeling JR, the love. I'm going to need for you to breathe. Okay. Okay. Pizza. <sighs> breathe out. Fire. Breathe out all I... of that negativity, please. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So, bullying. Yes, bullying. It's a, it's a, you know, it's always at the forefront of parents' minds as their kids go back to school. It's at the forefront of kids' minds. You know, the, the highest time for bullying in uh, somebody's school career or the time that they're in school is during middle school. That's when uh, things, you know, statistically speaking, that's when children 
or targets for bullying or become the bully or the person who's who's uh you know, exhibiting that bullying. Um, that happens during the middle school time, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, uh, right between 11 to 13 years of age. There's a lot of, um, physical things that are changing in children. They're, uh, going from being little kids to right around the middle range of becoming, you know, independent and and independent thinkers for themselves. There's also a lot of hormonal changes that are taking place. So, Bullying, you know, it happens. I'm not going to say it doesn't happen in elementary school because it does. And of course it happens in high school. So, you know, it's always at the forefront of parents' minds because we see it on TV. Um, There's a lot of, you know, kids go to to counseling because of it. And we just have to be able to work through that. So some of the things that parents can do if they're, you know, stressed out about the potential for bullying or their child is the, the, one committing the bullying. A couple of things to do is keep lines of communication open. That's something that all parents should have. And when I say keep lines of communication open, I mean, not just talk to your kids, but listen. Don't just, you know, sit there and stay on your phone. Be mindful of the time that you have with your children. I mean, the time we have with our kids at home and the time that we have them under our roof or under our control, should we say, is very limited. Before we know it, they're in high school, they're in college, and they're gone. And we should have done our part to listen, communicate, have those lines of communication open. So one of the big things I always say is be mindful, be, be there, be present, put your phone away, put your computer away, put the, turn the TV off and just listen. Communication is key. And and truly listen to your child and give feedback and understand what they're saying. Because the bullying, if it gets bad, it could lead to other things, couldn't it? Exactly. Uh, it could lead to other things like, um, suicidal ideation, you know, or, you know, ultimately suicide that's in the headlines right now. You know, mental health is of utmost importance to everyone, parents, educators, children. So, um, I just wanted to share a couple of things, just some of the signs to look for in your kids, uh, or anybody really, uh, because changes, I mean, um, I mean, adults could be Yes. Subjects of being bullied as well. So yes, and uh, there's a whole slew of statistics for uh, suicidal ideation or suicidal completion uh, later on in life. But definitely, the thoughts start to manifest themselves or to start to exhibit themselves in the you know grade schools, grade okay. school ages. So some of the things to be aware of as a parent. Um, again, communication is key. Keep those lines of communication open. But just some things to look look at um, in terms of possibly, you know, if you, if you feel your, your child's exhibiting signs of suicidal ideation, look at their uh, changes in eating and sleeping behaviors. Uh, is there alcohol and drug use uh, taking place? Do you su- suspect that? If so, again, communicate, uh, take the actions or the steps that you need to take in order to determine that. Uh, withdrawal from friends and family members. Again, communication is key. You will know if you communicate with your child, you will see that there's a time if they withdraw from you or from their friends. Uh, Neglect of personal appearance is also another sign of suicidal ideation. Uh, Lack of response to praise. They used to love for you to, uh, you know, go to their games or see what they were up to or what they're interested in. And now they have no desire to to be praised for anything that they're doing. Uh, Irritability. Of course, that's moodiness. But as a parent, if you know your child, you'll know that there's a difference in the irritability stage if they're exhibiting signs of suicidal ideation. Also sadness and crying spells. 
any posts on social media, keep up with their social media. Uh, do their posts on social media suggest any feelings of isolation or depression? Be aware of those. As a parent, we need to be vigilant as to what's taking place on social media with our kids. Um, and then the last uh, sign would be talking about or otherwise indicating plans to commit suicide or self-harm. So just some signs for you to be on the lookout for as your kids are going back to school. You know, the, the rate of suicidal ideation increases once school starts. I'm not too sure if those if those uh, stats go up because kids go back to school and maybe they share that with their friends or with teachers or with counselors, but the rates do go up and that's proven in, in just the fact that a lot of the kids, they start getting um, admitted to psychiatric hospitals for suicidal ideation. Okay. So just something to be on lookout for. Despite the suicidal ideation, I'm looking at some of the things that you went over. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of a couple of them, I mean, a lot of those characteristics, you see that in teenagers all the time, every day. So as a parent, or how do you separate, this is just being a normal teenager and behavior of a, of a healthy teenager as opposed to somebody who's being bullied or has you know suicidal thoughts. How do you separate those two? Again, that starts from with the time they're born. Yeah, communication. I mean, you as a parent... It is your job to know your child. Uh, it's it's of utmost importance, which is why I always say, you know, disconnect from that text that you can send for work. You know, you don't have to be scrolling on social media while your child's talking to you. Give them that time and attention. Again, we, we have such limited time with our kids before they go off to college or they start living their own lives and they're not, you know, they don't communicate with us anymore as much as they used to. So take this time, take this time to really get to know your kids, really get to get into their heads, find out what kind of, of, you know, child we're raising or children that you've raised, you know, and just listen, communication. Okay. All right. So in other words, as a parent, when it comes to your children, make a habit or a routine of sitting down with them, talking to them one-on-one, putting all your gadgets away, focusing on what they're saying, listen retain that information, and look for patterns or changes in their behavior. Yes, exactly. You got it. That's because I'm taking notes. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) What next? What next do you have? Okay, number three, um, inconsistencies or lack of routines. I mean, it's summer, right? Uh, Schedules and bedtimes, they're out the window, right? Because it's, it's difficult as a parent, it's difficult to get your child on a schedule, no matter what age, you know, you tell them to go to bed early because they have to have that rest. And when you're young, you kind of don't understand how important sleep is, but it's very important. Um, they need, you know, that eight hours of sleep and the younger or during middle school age, you know, when those hormones are out of whack, they need more sleep than that. I believe it's 10 to 12 hours for, uh, somebody who is going through those hormonal changes. So, you know, get them to bed early, tell them to go to sleep, but don't just tell them to go to sleep because what are they going to do? Get on their phone, right? Get on their tablets. And while you think that they're asleep, they're not, they're awake and they stay up till two or three o'clock in the morning. So there's that lack of sleep. Then they go to school. There's no learning taking place when a child is, is sleepy, right? So make sure you're consistent. You get them back on a schedule. I, I think some of our schools around here in this area are probably starting next week. Start today. You know, the sooner the better. Uh, of course, you should start two weeks out. But if you haven't started, start today. Don't start the night before school starts. 
Got it. Now, would this getting on a getting back on a schedule also apply to adults? Yes, definitely. Because as adults, you have to change your schedule too. Because now you're having to get up earlier, waking up your kids, getting have, making sure that they get ready for school, or getting them ready if they're younger. And also, your schedule is going to change because, again, we just talked about it. Traffic is going to change. Traffic's going to pick up. There's going to be school zones stuff you haven't been dealing with since school let out in May or June. It's now back. So traffic is back. Why don't they tell you all this before you have kids? I mean, it might give give some people may have second thoughts about the whole process. I know there's a lot to consider, isn't there? <laughs> okay, so good enough. Get in a routine. Yes, start now. If subject. you haven't done it, start today. Start now. Okay, sounds good. What else do you have for us? We're almost out of time, but I, this is good stuff, and okay. I want our listeners to be able to benefit from it. Last I know one. I'm learning a lot. Good. Uh, Last one, number four, Uh, that mindset of competitiveness. You know, a little competition never hurt anyone, but there's so many things that people compete against now. And it's not just the kids. Let's talk about the parents. Uh, There's such competition. And that ranges anywhere from academics to athletics to fine arts. Uh, And not only that, but how are the kids dressing? You know, there's that competitiveness too. A lot of schools have implemented uh, dress codes, but there are schools that don't have dress codes. So even when there is a dress code, kids are are looking at what kind of backpack did that student bring in? Can I have the same backpack? Did they get a new backpack? Look at their shoes. Are they uh, Nikes? You know, are they Adidas? What, What kind of shoes are they, shoes that they wore last year? Not everyone has the same financial resources as the neighbor or the person down the street. So you, as parents, we need to, to be, you know, be willing to talk to our kids about that is that it's not about what they wear. You know, some people are fortunate enough to have the financial resources to, to buy new clothes every year. Some aren't. So, you know, those are just values that need to be instilled. Again, it goes back to communication. What are we communicating with our actions, with our words to our our kids? Uh, And going back to like the academics, academics are highly competitive. You know, everybody's trying to get those scholarships when you're in high school. Uh, And it starts as soon as you start getting credits. That's middle school. So, um, you know, there's always that competitiveness. Again, there's nothing wrong with some competition. It's just that the co- competitiveness can cause that extra stress to weigh on the kids and also on the parents. And then as a parent, we have to look at ourselves. Are we adding that extra stress to our kids by, you know, making them, you know, pushing them to do better? So if there's nothing wrong with that, there's nothing wrong with encouraging we just need to uh, be able to determine where we cross that line into into causing our kids to become anxious because we're pushing them a little too hard. And when you start pushing them a little too hard, is that almost is that like on the verge of bullying them? Could be. I mean, okay. it it just it just depends on how it's done. It depends on the kind of stress that's being placed on them. So, but that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about you know parents being the bully, you know. We all, I think we all have the potential of, of bullying somebody to do something that we want them to do. So if you think about it, just be, just be mindful, be mindful of what we say, what we do, how we do it and how we're communicating. Communication is key. I'm going to keep going back to that. And when all else fails, 446. 446. That's right. Breathe in, breathe in positivity, (laughs) breathe out negativity. Pizza, cauliflower, pizza, cauliflower. 
Laura, thank you so very much. I know this, this has been helpful for me. Uh, the 446 is kind of cool. These other points that you uh, brought up, some of them I hadn't even thought of, so it's definitely food for thought. And um, this just doesn't apply to children. It can also apply to your spouse, your your significant other, co-workers. I mean, any relationship. Being, yeah. Any relationship. Human beings are human beings, and we're all exactly. suffering from anxiety. And back to school can be a very uh, stressful period of time. And I just found it interesting that, and it kind of let's rewind. Go back. You said during the back to school is the highest time for for what? What were you talking about? Suicidal ideation. I believe we were talking about. So yeah. Uh, so just the the outcry for someone who is struggling and they're like, I just I don't want to be here anymore. I just want to end my life. Uh, the reporting of suicidal ideation is it it increases when school starts. It's significantly lower in summer. And like I said, it could be many factors. It could be that, you know, they're not around their friends. So their friends don't, they don't talk to their friends about it. Uh, it's not reported to teachers or to counselors or administrators. Uh, but when school starts up again and that stress level goes back up with grades and, and you know, academics, athletics, all the, the busyness of school, it causes a stress and therefore the reporting goes up. Uh, I saw that when I was working as a clinical psych uh, psychotherapist at a psychiatric hospital. Summer, the rates go down for suicidal ideation for admittance into the psychiatric hospital for suicidal ideation, but they go up when school starts, um, hmm. especially, you know, middle school age, high school age kids. So it, okay. it goes back up. So just be just be mindful, be aware of those signs that I shared. And um, 988, 988 is the new hotline for anybody who is struggling with a crisis or has a suicidal ideation. Okay, 988? 988, yes. For a minute, you scared me. I thought it was going to be another 446, but... <laughs> Hey, uh, you're gonna I'm, love four four six. You're gonna do it in your sleep. So, man, I'm gonna see my home. I'm gonna see my boys on the street. Four four six. You know, it's kind of like we'll come up with little gang signs. Four four six. Just chill, I like man. that. Just chill. Do you think yeah. we can put it on a on a on a cap or something? Speaking yeah. of, I have not gotten my podcast. Your Latino, your yeah, Latino business Latino report, report bling. We will That's take right. care of that. We will take care of that. And thank you for bringing that up. Well, once again, you've been listening to the Latino Business Report. My name is J.R. Gonzalez. I am your host. And we have a few new things happening. We not only have a new website, but we got some bling. On the website, you can actually go to contact us, and we'd love to hear from you. One of the things that we're dedicated to do is to try to bring you material and podcasts that you are interested in. So if you have an idea for a good subject matter, if you have a good uh, person that you think could be a guest, go to our website at latinobusinessreport.com. Very simple, latinobusinessreport.com. Go to contact us, give us a, uh, send us a note. Be more than happy to read that, and I guarantee you I'll answer each one of them. We also have some bling, unless, Laura, I'll get you that bling. We'll get you a Latino Business Report shirt. We have some caps in the making, and those are going to be done by uh, Moonlight Graphics, a uh, independently owned printing company um, originally out of Houston, Texas. Joseph will be doing that. And uh, Joseph, thank you very much. That's going to be Moonlight Graphics. Can take care of all your printing needs. Laura, before we go, do you have any final closing thoughts for the listeners? No, I just, I hope everyone has a great year. I hope this year's um, a better year than last. And, you know, everybody just stay safe out there and put out those positive affirmations into the universe. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. 
446. But as we put out those positive affirmations, I want to thank you and I want to thank the listeners for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Each and every one of you are important to us and we'd love to hear from you. Get your feedback of how we can make this podcast even better. All right, until next time, remember, stay cool, don't bully. <sighs> anxiety is anxiety, but just uh, remember, man, yeah, 446, all is cool. Later. Ha <laughs> ha.